You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. The fastest two-year-old of his crop, not this time. Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and a half-brother to Liam's map, sire of two grade one winners in his first crop. TDN said, too talented a horse with too good a pedigree to pass up. The time is now. Don't let this moment pass you by. Not this time, a tailor-made stallion. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Look for his first two-year-olds this year. Welcome to another edition of the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me on this very special broad- Breeders' Cup edition broadcast is the great, the talented, the lovely Michelle Yu from Parts Unknown. Where are you today, Michelle? I'm actually at home, Billy. Just got home from uh, breaking babies and picking up my littles and uh, getting them all situated. So hopefully they don't come in my office for the next hour. <laughs> I heard some cry. Is that Spencer yelling already? Well, he probably just wants Ryan to pick him up. Ryan just got home too, and I have the door locked. So yes. you might hear them faintly in the background, but hopefully they will not be in here climbing and, and being a part of the actual show. All right, perfect. Well, as everybody knows, uh, it's Breeders' Cup week, Friday and Saturday. At Keeneland in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, rather than bring on a- an owner, we've we've done so many owners. We wanted to do something a little different because usually Michelle and I just go through the card. We kind of give our contenders, pretenders, but we thought we'd do something different this time around. We brought on a very. We're going to have two guests. Our first guest to do the entire Friday card is a gentleman by the name of Bill Starkey. He is one of our Little Red Feather partners. He also owns horses and other partnerships. He is at Through the Bridle. On Twitter, he is very clever. On Twitter, I really—he's a must-follow. Uh, Bill, welcome to the show. Thanks, Billy. Uh, good to be here. Always great to talk horses, so I appreciate the opportunity. Is that a spectacular bid reference? Your name? It is. It is. Right. Oh, I like it. Wait, I don't know what that is. Uh, his trainer said that he was that spectacular. Bid was the best horse to ever look through a bridle. Wow! Good call, go. Michelle. I did not know that. You learn something new every day on the horse ownership experience, I have to say. Um, all right. Well, what's that? She's sharp. Yo, she's oh, she's a sharpie, Bill. You, you know, I deal with her every week. I, she makes me look like a fool most of the time. Uh, I doubt all right. That. Here's what we're going to do. Michelle's going to uh, introduce. There are how many? Five races on Friday? Five Breeders' Cup races? Or are there more? Something like that. Okay. Something. All right, and you right. have them Where's... in front of you, and you're, we're going to start. I do. And here, here's what we're going to do. Michelle will introduce the race, um, and then we'll first get Bill's kind of overall impression of the race. Uh, we we kind of thought it would be cool to do like, hey, most likely winner. Then we could have the horse we kind of like, and then we could have one bomb for you guys listening. So that's kind of the plan. Michelle, I'm going to just turn it over to you, and we're going to go. All right, so the first race on Breeders' Cup weekend on Future Stars Friday is going as race number six. It is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint, five and a half furlongs on, obviously, the grass. And the favorite has been installed at the outside, Golden Pal. No surprise that he's the favorite based on that unbelievable Skidmore where he ran five and a half furlongs in a minute and four, geared down. I mean, he was barely cantering when he passed the wire. But he draws the far outside post for this contest. All right, Billy, what do you think? Let's just why don't we talk first? What do you think of Golden Powell? Is he a uh, is he a good favorite? Is he a bad favorite? And give us some idea of where you might be at in this race. 
Well, I do. Th- I do think he is a good favorite. Um, I think he's uh, incredibly handy. Um, it doesn't look like he gets too uh, too keyed up early. So um, Irad's going to have uh, everybody to his left to take a look at. So um, you know, if I follow your thought process here on how to run through these today, I mean, he is the most likely for me. I mean, Wesley's got three or four others in, but but this one towers over um, all of the others. Um, from his particular stable, uh, if you will. So um, I, I can't find any any faults in this horse. It looks like he's working phenomenal over the uh, over the surface here. Uh, I saw a couple of them, uh, you know, on on uh, on video. So he, he's tough to look past in, in my eyes. I'm not I'm not a very heavy chalk player, but um, th- this one checks all the boxes. If Do you they- think you're going to get eight to five? He's eight to five on the morning line, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Actually, I, th- I think you're probably going to get somewhere near even money on this horse. Um, my my value play, I I, th- I think the Phil Gleaves horse is outstanding. Um, mm-hmm. You know, modest connections, him and Dylan Davis. This horse didn't get clear till uh, I don't even know how long. Uh, you know, uh, to the wire, uh, and just absolutely exploded in that last race. We're it talking was great about the debut, but the last. Yeah, we're talking about the 13th, 2nd of, of July, who's eight to one on the morning line, and he drew just inside of Golden Pal. So that's that's kind of your yeah. price play. Who who sets the pace in here? That's a great question. Well, you know, well, that, so, that's what we do so on here's, this show. Here's my, here's my here's my quick analogy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Golden Powell for me is like Roy H on the dirt. If they go too slow, he'll take the lead. If they go too fast, he'll sit right off. So that that's how I kind of look right. at this race. I think you got a bunch of also rans inside of him, but I think Irad can kind of really dictate the entire race here. Michelle, do you agree with Bill's assessment, or are you headed into another direction? Um, so I have been a huge Golden Pal fan. Um, after watching him win the Skidmore, I just said right away, that's the horse that's most likely going to win the Juvenile Turf Sprint. I don't want to run into him, unfortunately. Um, I think that there is a lot of speed, and we see Keeneland playing pretty favorably to speed throughout the meet. Um, so... I I think that he's got the right horse as far as like who's the best horse in there. I don't necessarily love his post. I do think that he's tractable and can go wherever I read wants him. If I I've watched some of his works and um, like Billy said, he looks pretty kind. Like if you need to put him behind, okay. He's just been you know the best in smaller fields, so he kind of goes to the goes to the leader, went to the lead in the Skidmore. Um, on the front end though, I'm really intrigued by horses like Bodenheimer for Valerie Lund, who last time out, I thought looked really good at Keeneland. You draw a line through the effort in which he was running on soft ground. I mean, if it rains and that'll be a consideration, no rain, but we're not no supposed to get any rain. Yeah. yeah no <laughs> so, rain I mean, forecast. as long as he is on firm ground, I think he's really intriguing and, and I don't know what his morning line is. I have to, my it's, PPs it, have no morning line. I sent you the things with the morning line. I, I know, but I had handicapped last he's, night. He's eight to one. He's eight to one. So eight, eight to one, one, I think that's a good price. I think he's really intriguing. You know, I, I, I'm going to agree with both of you. I think Golden Pal is an absolute standout in here for Wesley Ward. Everything you've said, I could not have said it better myself. Michelle, I like your idea that Bodenheimer might get the lead and, and might just keep going, could be a tri-filler. Uh, I, I think that if you're looking for a bomb, just in, and you probably can't really see it on paper, but why not uh, lip? Lipizaner. Am I saying that right? Lipizaner? No, that's my bomb. Lipizaner. Lipizaner. For Aiden O'Brien. For, I mean, it's for, Aiden O'Brien, Ryan Moore. Aiden O'Brien. Yeah, 20 to 1. I mean, if you're looking for a bomb, maybe go in that direction. But I think we're right on the on the money with Golden Pal here. Can and I, I think I think the, he's going to be a lot of singles on uh, on Golden Pal. 
Can I tell you the only thing I personally disliked about Lip and Zanner? Sure. And Besides one of the name? reasons I'm, I love his name. You know, Lip and Zanner is like a really great uh, show horse. Oh, well, uh, there you go. Great. So the, the biggest thing I was hesitant on him is because I feel like a lot of his good races were A, against lesser. So I'm just not sure if he's like quality level, um, but B, over less than firm ground. That yeah. was my biggest drawback. I, Bill, Bill, you've seen Keeneland. It was it was a bog over the weekend. If you watched any of those works, um, it has. I've yep. spoke to I spoke to people today. They said it's already better, and it's supposed to get warmer as the week progresses. What do you think the turf course will be like come Friday afternoon? Uh, if they, if they got the winds that everybody else got, I guess it's going to be you know you know worst case you know really really good if not you know mildly firm so i think by friday into saturday it's going to be a firm turf course i really do okay that's what they're saying all right that yeah. is the juvenile the, the, the lippins are yeah the go lippins ahead are horse, the two-year-old the lippins are horse the two-year-old has been racing since march uh, I, i'm not fond of that i mean he's going to have his eighth start here uh you know I, you know and, and aiden o'brien usually gets what he gets out of a horse now all of a sudden I mean, listen. I, I I don't talk anybody off the long shot. I just think you know this this horse has shown you what he is, um, and or what she is. I should say. Uh, is it a no, she? It's a he. No, it's, it's a, a he. he. Oh, it's a he. Yeah. One he. last thing I wanted to mention about Golden Pal uh, that the two of you I know you will love. You know, he's he's out of Lady Shipman. Yep. Who was just yep. a, an unbelievable racehorse back in the day, and and I think it's uh I, I just I, I love this horse. Okay, moving on. You want to know my other bomb? <laughs> yes, I want to give you your other bomb. Who? U.S. based bomb county final for Steve Asmussen. I think the cut back in distance here is key for this son of Oxbow. You know, the last two races for him, um, he looked willing like he wants to go on farther. Like, okay, I'm going to try. He's just not as good. I like his shorter races, one at Monmouth off the turf and one at Churchill on the grass when he broke his maiden first time out. I think he's, I think he's like 15 to one as his morning line, and he stands a shot. He'll be every bit of 15 to one, Billy. Yeah. My, my surprise package is uh, the one that Cassie's getting for the first time, Dirty Dangle, the one he's getting from Ralph Biamonte. Yeah, it's, the horse has done done nothing wrong. I don't think this, the five and a half is going to be a problem. Um, yeah, but but who knows, right? Um, not a whole lot of turf breeding there um, yet. How did that name get passed? I don't know. <laughs> like for real. Uh, Gary Barber, Eclipse, they've been known to uh, get together and, and buy some nice horses, and they've done it again here. Gary Barber has – he still refuses to come on our show, Billy, uh, which is a problem. But uh, you get Tyler Gaffleone, who's Mark Cassie's kind of go-to guy, and uh, Gary Barber's yep. been known to uh, win a win a Breeders' Cup race or two. So I, I think that's a nice, nice uh, uh, long-shot selection here with Dirty Dangle. All of us agree, Golden Pal horse, horse to beat in the juvenile turf. Sprint moving on juvenile turf, Michelle. Juvenile turf. Mm -hmm. Introduce it. One mile here on the main track for Colts. Um, usually, this race tends to be dominated by Europeans, but I feel like we have a couple of really good U.S. base horses this year. You do well. Let's get let's get Bill's thoughts first, and then we'll come to you, and then I'll I'll bring it home because I love a horse in here. I'm telling you guys now. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Yeah, I got, a, I got a sneaky. If we're on the same horse, a it's going to be terrible. Horse. I got no. I'm a Euro. Well, Bill, I, I, will, I will, I will take Michelle's lead, and and I will, I will be picking a Euro here uh, for sure. Um, I do think the only thing that scares me on uh, Battleground is um, we're scheduled to run. Um, I guess uh, according to Aiden, didn't like the ground. I forget at, at what particular track it was. So off, off since July, um, but. 
yeah, steady improvement on this horse. I watched the uh, I watched a couple of uh, videos. The horse has done uh, re- really really well. Um, yeah, obviously out of found. I don't need to talk about the breeding. The breeding's all there. Oh, I just think uh, at, at, yeah, at six to one, you know, the 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 values there. That's absolutely incredible. And I looked at I looked at a bunch of the other euros, and they didn't necessarily come across um as as well as 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 he was doing although number two new new mandate is interesting also i just um i don't know whether or not um that horsing had incredible quickening on yes. on, on him i it looked like I, i've never you know to be honest with you i watch horses legs i've never seen a horse's legs going as fast as that horse is going to the <laughs> he really it's, is he does <laughs> you're 100 percent right bill yeah. he, he has amazing it, it, turn it of like foot a blender. yeah and he but looks he like he's going a thousand miles an hour to go faster earlier and it was like a whole a fight the whole time to like keep him back yep i was i didn't i did not love the royal lodge takes actually it, it kind of talked me off him i liked him at first and then watching that like you say it looks fast but like just the ride that they keep like, let's fight him and keep him back towards the <laughs> towards the rear. I just like, come on, come on. All right, Michelle. Well, uh, uh, Bill seems European. He seems like he's leaning towards battleground. Michelle, you said U.S. Who yeah. are you looking at? I love Mutasevic for Todd Pletcher. Uh, this horse broke his maiden on debut on the main track. He ran the hopeful and was, you know, way distanced by Jackie's Warrior last time out. Tries turf, tries a route for the first time, and he wins the bourbon impressively on the same track he's going to run the Breeders' Cup in. Go back and watch this race if you haven't. This is a nice cold red if I've ever seen one by Luis Saez. This horse breaks a little bit slow. He just keeps him in the back. I mean, he is so far behind. And when the comment line says circles eight wide, that is no joke. I mean, (laughs) he starts moving him, and he's just rolling, and Saez like, let's just go. And he slingshots off of the out, off of the outside, and other horses are going in front of him and moving. He just motors them down. I mean, talk about a horse that can quicken! Holy cannoli! So I don't know if it was just the route of crown or the turf that he liked, but I was like, whoa! Bill. And the, the Keeneland Turf Course has been playing, you know, favorably to speed. So to see this horse come from that far out of it as a baby, I was super impressed. Bill, isn't it fun when Michelle gets excited about a horse? Yeah, she had me at cannoli. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So we have Euros and Battleground for Bill. We have uh, Moose. What's his name? Mutasabek. Mutasabek. Okay, Mutasebek. hard for me to say. All right. I have been singing a song all week. And uh, I, I wasn't crazy about the draw for this horse. but And maybe, Bill, you could help me sing. Um, Shoot, I looked up who sang it. Now I can't remember, but it's Why Don't You Steal Away? Bum, ba, dum, ba, dum. You guys know that song? No? Yes. Yes. No. Michelle, you don't yes. know yes. Steal Away? Well, the one well, horse no in here. In this horse's I name know his name is Steal Away, <laughs> but I've been singing it all week. I was so impressed last time in the in the uh uh at Long Shop and the in the group one there. It was on heavy ground. Everybody says he was the only horse that liked the heavy ground, and the rest of the field was weak. I saw this horse stride out. I like both his races. He's lost twice to Go Atletico, who is also in this field. But I think he gets a I'm hoping he gets a good trip from the rail. He's he's at least guaranteed to be cover up and saving ground. And I think Sealaway at eight to one is a great price in the juvenile turf. Billy, Woo-hoo. what do you think of that assessment? Uh he's uh he, he's in the mix for sure. Uh I you know, and I actually, you know, it's funny it's funny what you mentioned, right? Because I'm looking at my notes here and I think I wrote Big improve was it the ground? That's yes. exactly what I wrote to myself. So is he the only one who all was you able heavy to do ground it or folks? Yep. Yeah. What's that? 
all, all you heavy ground folks, Michelle's saying, get on the bandwagon. I think, listen, Bill made his assessment of the grass. He said he thinks it's going to be, you know, good to firm by the time. But good to firm at Keeneland is much different than, you know, firm at Santa Anita. Good to firm at Santa Anita. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're yep. just completely yep. or, different. Or, or, this, or, the summer, or the summer in New York, for sure. Right. There, there's, always, there's always a little bit of give in that ground. Yeah. Um, what do, it comes down to is the Euros should not have an excuse uh, about, oh, no. it was too firm. Yes. What yep, um, What about each of us with a bomb? Billy? My bomb. New mandate's be, uh, kind of the bomb, right? Yeah. Who's that? New mandate. New mandate's you can use kind your of the bomb. bomb. 12 to 1. Yeah, a little bit. And I also uh, um, like um, uh, Cox's horse uh, with Rispoli. That Abarta. Abarta. Uh, I, I think. Yeah, he's uh, he 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 ran second to Mutasabek. Um, uh, gets blinkers. Um, I don't know why. It looked like he ran just fine. Maybe he wants him a little closer earlier. I don't, I don't really know. But um, you know, gets gets Rispoli again. So I'm uh, gonna get an inside trip. So he's gonna you know he's gonna he's gonna track and pray right because he got 14 of them in there. So sure. he's got to find a spot. Okay, Michelle. You know, I, it's sad because I actually t- thought I came up with a couple last night, and then I went and watched some replays, and I talked to myself off of all of these horses like that I thought were going to be good prices. And so now I'm kind of at a loss of where I'm going to land. Okay. Uh, is, is 12 to 1 considered a good long shot? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go. There's a gentleman who's been, uh, and Billy knows him well. I'm sure you're a big fan, Bill. Uh, his name's Mike Maker, and he's won a lot of grass stakes uh, this year. This horse, Fire at Will, I remember his first race. He was really, uh, we had some info. It might have come from you or, you know, who knows? Swifty. I don't even remember. But then he, he moves, he runs in the slop uh, in the with, with, with anticipation. Say that five times really fast. Wins that race. Goes to the Pilgrim at Belmont. He's a little bit slower than these, but uh, Mike Maker's been firing at all cylinders, and he's 12 to 1, and I think you'll get all of that and maybe more. That's the end. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, uh, he's interesting. I think he's going to have some company uh, company up front. That's the whole that's the yep. whole thing there. But uh, he's he's as interesting as anybody else. And, and it's always good yeah. to hear Mike in the post-race interviews because he's a, he's a laugh riot. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, my long shot probably is going to end up being the Learjet at twenty to one. Um, I like that last couple races not great, but you, here's the thing: they had the option they could have gone the turf sprint with him, and he's already beaten Golden Pal, who is the favorite in there. The fact that Mike Bell wants to stretch him out, I feel like let's go ahead and 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 roll with that. You know, I like that, Michelle. I think that's a good idea. Yep. Wide trip, but maybe he gets tucked in somehow. But I like All that right. twenty to one. Uh, you guys just right. remember: why don't you steal? Yeah. Why don't you seal away? So I can't weird, believe you've never heard that song, Michelle. Billy, never. do you know who sang it? Can you look it up really quick? All right. I believe it was Robbie Dupree. I think it was Robbie Dupree. Actually. It is. I think they're. I think you're right. Okay, Michelle, I'm going to play that All later right. for you. How's that? That Next was race. great. Next race, Juvenile Michelle. Juvenile Phillies on the main track. I mean, on paper, it's a maybe a one horse race. I think you can pretty pretty much say it's going to come down to two, maybe three betting interests uh, that are going to be getting heavily played in here. Okay. Well, let's hear what Bill has to think about this short field of seven for the juvenile Phillies. Two million. I am going to, uh, I'm going to try and beat all, all the logicals with Dale Roman's horse, uh, girl daddy. I'm going to try and take a little, little stop uh, shot there. Hopefully, hopefully a couple get a little, you know, cuckoo on the front, uh, go after it a little bit. And, um, and Talamos, it's a, 
pretty good trip and makes and, and makes one run. Obviously, Princess Noor and, and the rail simply ravishing from McPeak are are good. So so Zequist and Day out of the office. There's some really nice horses in here. I think they're all going to be spread around. You know, you know, eight to five to to seven to two, right? And I think yeah. you know Dale may get lost in, lost in this at at eight nine to one. And I'm going to take a little splash with Girl Daddy here um, uh, to try and pick up some pieces. They only paid five hundred thousand for this daughter of Uncle Mo. She's two for two, undefeated. There's a lot of undefeated horses. And Bill, you know what? I think that's a that's an interesting pick because if you do that, she's probably going to be fourth or fifth choice. You're probably right. You're going to get anywhere from between 6 and 10 to 1 on an undefeated horse who doesn't have to improve that much to contend in here, and really it's going to be about the trip. I think that's an excellent pick. Michelle? Right. Um, I mean, I think that it's probably simply Ravishing's race to lose, in my opinion, with the shortest way around there. I like her stablemate, though, uh, Crazy Beautiful. She ran second in the Alcibiades. She ran second in the Pocahontas. Uh, where she did not get a very good trip. I like the fact that as she's progressed, she's gotten around two turns, whereas, you know, you, you look at Girl Daddy, Churchill's a one-turn mile there, so she's going to have to try to do something new. And I think that Crazy Beautiful has some versatility, so I'm going to uh, to use her wow. at the site of her sire's greatest achievement. Yes, it Liam's map won the mile very impressively. 20 to 1 on the morning line for Michelle. I mean, you guys, this is spectacular. Now, because there's three of us, there's seven horses, there's three horses that are really going to get bet, and that's Princess Noor, undefeated for Bob Baffert, that she's looked like an absolute freak. Simply Ravishing is also three for three, undefeated, and also just won the uh, Alcibiades by six and a quarter lengths at Keeneland, where they're running. And then there's Day Out of the Office, who comes from New York. Bill, you know a lot about New York racing. I look at Sheets. This horse has run a 13, a 7, and she ran a 3 when she won the Frisette. I love this filly. I hope that she gets overlooked. Tim, can Tim Ham win a Breeders' Cup Juvenile over McPeak and Baffert and Romans and Asmussen? Can he? Why can't he? Right? I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah the, breed, the breeding's there for sure. Um, looks looks like she's uh, tractable as well. Doesn't doesn't really need it. Um, she was great in the Skylerville. I mean, she she ran she ran fantastic that day, uh, and then come back with the with the present. Right? I mean, like Michelle says, she's going to do something she hasn't done for the first time, which is go around two turns, but she's handy as all can be. And she's quick. I mean, oh, uh, she's fast, you know, and, and she, she's fast. Yeah. And she put a, she put a nice drill in the mud there too, uh, at Keeneland. I, I, I love when these guys send somebody, send them in there and just at least get over the track in, in a, in a real time, not just do the gallop and stuff. So, you know, kudos to him for shipping her in and getting, getting that work in. Yeah, I, I, lucky that he's there too. Because uh, in case you guys didn't know, didn't hear, one of the planes from New York today uh, wasn't able to leave due to weather. Oh, not good. Well, we can update that later. Okay, juvenile fillies. I mean, Michelle already gave a bomb with her pick, Crazy Beautiful. I feel like Bill gave a bomb with Girl Daddy. I like Day Out of the Office. I'm hoping she drifts up to three to one, seven to two when Princess Norn simply ravishing take all the money. But this is going to be one hell of a race. This is, goes as the eighth. On Friday, the Juvenile Phillies. Let's move on to the ninth. Michelle. Going to be the Juvenile Phillies turf. So one mile for the ladies on the grass, obviously. Um, taking a look at this field, you know, again, we have a couple of Euros, but I feel like we have a very good U.S.-based contingent in here. Okay, Billy. Euros or, or, or U.S.? 
Well, the logical is Ann Pearl. Um, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to jump on that, uh, that wagon and play her. So I have my, my, my value play and my long shot are all wrapped up in one horse. Uh, and it's, it's your, one of your compadres out there. Uh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to be using Mr. Baltus in a number of spots with Tetragonal. Really? Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, yeah. Wow. Yeah, good I really good call. For, I like that's her. That's for our friends, Slam Dunk Racing, Nick Casado and Joey, Joey Platt. Very good friends of ours. Friends of the show as well. Let, why Tetragonal? Well, so I look, I looked at the race at a juvenile Philly turf and, um, you know, I don't know where she got bothered. She, she basically just stayed in the gate and walked out. Right. And then got beat six lengths. And then, you know, the, the, the surfer girl was, was tremendous, right. You know, Madone beat her to the punch. She was behind her. She swung out there. She got beat a neck, um, at the wire. Um, I think Madone probably still would have held her off if they, if they really had to get into it for another, you know, whatever 16th of a mile. Uh, I just found the value there. I think there's an incredible amount of improvement still, still to come. Um, I like Manny Franco getting on the horse. You know, you know Manny quite well. He, Absolutely. He takes care of a eight, eight in New York. Uh, and I, and I, th- I just think they're not going to give Aunt Pearl the lead here. I think there's going to be, you know, some folks taking a few pops at her. And uh, I'm hoping Manny works out a trip. And and that that stretch at Keeneland, you know, speaks speaks to the way this particular horse runs. Now Madone's no slouch. Beat beat her twice. You know, right on right on the screws. But um, I just think there's upside here. I like the switch to Manny. I like the fact that Baltus had confidence to bring her out here. She wasn't in. She had to get, had to scratch in, um, or somebody had to defect out in order to get in. He gets in, and I, I think that's all systems go. I, I great analysis. You cannot go wrong, as Bill said earlier. You can't go wrong with twenty to one. So tetragonal for Billy. Tetragonal. What, tetragonal. Yeah, like a snowflake. And it's three times you've outsmarted me today, Michelle. Did you go to Northwestern? <laughs> <laughs> University of Louisville, right here, Billy. Hey, um, Michelle, where are you landing in this race? So I really like Campanelle for Wesley Ward. Um, she obviously is on the fence if she's UK or if she's American. Right. We don't right? know she's got she all is. American connections. She started in America, but her last two races have been in the UK. She's a perfect three for three. She's going to be routing for the first time, but I think her pedigree says it should be just fine. Um, I really like how she has showed improvement. I mean, she was really impressive. I, despite being green on debut at Gulfstream Park, I didn't get to watch the Queen Mary yet. Um, but the pre-mornay, she looked awesome to me. Obviously she's going to handle any kind of turf course that gets thrown at her. And I'll be honest with you. I don't think that she's a, a has to be, you know, tracking back like a typical European. I think that she would be very happy to be right up in the mix of the first flight or second flight of horses if Dottori chooses to do so. So I like Campanelle. She's not a huge price. Um, I do like Madone too as, as a long shot horse and she's 10 to one, which I'm kind of surprised at. She hasn't done anything wrong. Uh, she has overcome a, I want to say shit ton of trouble. Sorry. You can, to you use can a bad swear. Word. No, okay. no, no. You can swear on this. She has. This is your fifth year. On, this is your fifth year on the horse ownership experience. I, I think, you know, you could well. say, I know. I try you need not to sometimes. That. I know. But I, I, so I, I am impressed. A... What's that? Billy? Is it what? Is that more than a ton? Yes, it's more than a ton. Okay. How sure. much more okay. than a ton is a shit ton, actually? <laughs> a, a lot more. I okay. mean, you know they say, like, what weighs more, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? Um, a shit ton is more than a ton. Because oh, got it. if right. a ton of something was dropped on you and it was shit, it would feel a lot worse than if anything right. else was dropped on you. Right, right. Uh, you know, I, I just love the way that she's overcome pretty much a lot. 
everything in all of her races. I mean, there were horses racing experience first time out, and she won clear. And the juvenile filly, she stumbled at the break. I literally was like, oh, my ticket's dead now. And she somehow pulled off that win. Uh, and then in the surfer girl, I did not think she was going to get there. I'm like, she's not going to she's not gonna fire today. And she did. She's very determined. She's a big, beautiful filly. I think 10 to 1 is a great price. You know, the, the Keeneland circumference of the racetrack maybe gives her a little less time to deliver her kick. But I think that if Flavian starts early, she can give you a sustained run. And I, I just think in a race like this, a horse that has already proven they don't need a perfect trip gets a little bit of an advantage. That's a great point. Great point. I uh, uh, Just for me, I think this race is absolutely wide open. I think you have to demand a price. I think the four Plum Ali at four to one and five Ant yep. Pearl, three to one are our two U.S. best hopes. Obviously, Campanile, four to one. The, the, those three, I think, are the horses to beat in here. But I think on a, on a pick four or a pick five, you have to go deep. I like Bill's suggestion of uh, the Richie Baltus trained uh, Tetragonal. Obviously, Madone. I would also use some of the Europeans, and I like the two inside fillies. Udnadada. What does that mean, Michelle? I have no idea. Okay, see, we got you, of course. <laughs> um, and I would also... Uh, Jessica Harrington's been winning everything over there. This is um, she's starting to be a, a more familiar face here on the scene. This this filly's improved. She just ran in a in a great group one over there. Uh, only got beat two and a half lengths, and then also uh, Miss Amulet. Um, uh, I, I read a lot about this filly, and if you look at her sheets, um, she has been improving as well. First time two turns for her as well. She's by Sir Prance a lot, who's obviously had some success out here in the U.S. So uh, that's the juvenile filly turf, and and uh, Bill already gave a bomb, so he doesn't have to. So let's go finish this up on Friday with the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Michelle? Uh, I, I will give you a Euro. Oh, Euro yeah. bomb. I'll give, you a Euro- I'll give you a Euro bomb, that Nizuna with Luis Ayas. Okay. I think that I think that horse will hit the board. I like it. That's Roger Varian, very good. Six, Nizuna, yeah, that, 30 that, to that 1. Isabella Giles, that Isabella Giles didn't come over here. That was, a, I mean, it's five-horse race, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. But that, that horse was very good, and Nizuna um, couldn't couldn't catch the last time I looked at that particular uh, film. And Campanelle, by the way, beat the boys last time, although that Nando Parado lost to eight lengths to your steal away, Billy. So I mean, you got some – you got some uh, – you got some like uh, like like competitors there. Why don't you seal away? Bum, ba-dum, ba-dum. So weird. Why don't you seal away? You know what's crazy? We've gone through a whole like card almost and haven't mentioned Chad Brown. So oh, <laughs> I guess for a long shot, editor at large is going to win for Chad Brown. There you go. Just say that. Say that so we have it on record. Okay. There we go. All right, yep. Michelle. Last race, Billy. Thank you for joining us. We got one more race. It's the big one of the day: the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, Kentucky Derby 2021 hopefuls, Michelle. Uh, mile and a 16th on the main track there at Keeneland. And honestly, there's one horse that everybody's talking about. And then everyone else seems to be in a quote unquote also ran, which means this sets up to be a super good betting race, especially if you are not in love with Jackie's warrior. Bill is Jackie's warrior going to win this race? That's a great question. Um, uh, no, am I going to bet Jackie's Warrior? No. Can they win the race? Yes. But um, I'm just looking for somebody to get get involved with him early. Um, you know, if they just they let Joel go do what he's going to do, then then yeah. I mean, it's a, it's it's a pretty kind track to the to the front end. You know, two turns, three turns, it doesn't matter, right? So uh, <laughs> six turns, <laughs> who cares? Yeah, so it doesn't matter, right? So I, I think I'm just looking for somebody to kind of get involved with them early. Um, you know, so he'll 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 
still be on my underneath, uh, if you will. But, um, you know, so my, my whole day Friday is incredible. I'm actually just realized that I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, sitting, uh, uh, sitting on go with Dale Romans. Here. Romans. So I got Dale Romans. In both, uh, both uh, stretch outs coming off both one turn miles at Churchill where, uh, I mean, this guy runs his horses, right? Sure. So he shelled both, both of these horses after two very nice wins. And obviously, clearly had these two places in mind for the Philly and and for the for the Colt here. Um, so, um, I mean, he's 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 not a dummy, right? He's smart, right? Every every, one, every horse in his barn's the greatest thing in the world. Um, but you know, there's there's a reason these horses didn't run, and I think it's because he's he's primed them for these for this particular day. I love the way this uh, this Colt ran. Um, you know, I love the way he ran down ran down everybody. Um, he just drove past. It looked like he could have ran forever. Um, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna try the 12 to one here and and see what it is I can get. Lannery's on, you know, Kentucky K- Kentucky based guy knows the track, probably saves some ground, and we'll see what I can get. That's a great price, 12 to one. The nine sitting on go for Dale Romans Albaugh Family Stables, who's Dennis Albaugh has been on the show. Corey Lannery, Michelle, where who can beat Jackie's Warrior? Okay. Okay. So... Oh wait, do you want a drum roll or something? I mean, that was like serious. <laughs> Uh, I, I just think there's a couple prices that, that stand a chance to be able to beat Jackie's warrior, because I don't think he's going to get the lonely lead that he wants. And as mentioned, it was a one turn mile at Belmont. He's going to have to go two turns. Now I talked to Mike McCarthy this week and I asked him if everything was perfect, you know, draws, trips, everything, who would be your best shot? Believe it or not, he, he said, really liked Rombauer. Wow. Um, so, now he, did, he, he, he didn't say best shot, but he thought that his price would be great. And this horse ran a sneaky good race in the American Pharaoh. He has three two-turn races under his belt. Um, I don't think he needs to be as far back as he was in the American Pharaoh. Mike Smith tends to get them to relax maybe a little bit more. Um, but the fact, that, the fact was they didn't go super fast up front, and he was able to close into it. I thought he ran really well there. So... I think he's an. He's I think fifteen he's to be one, my Michelle. Play. Thirteen. <laughs> Brombauer, fifteen to one. What a bomb! And and uh, Bill goes with twelve to one, sitting on go. I feel terrible now because I was thinking a horse like Reinvestment Risk could improve against Jackie's Warrior. We haven't talked about Chad Brown. We haven't talked about Klarovich, Seth Klarman. Uh, reinvestment risk, I think, could be interesting. Essential quality just won the two-turn um, stake. Breeders' the, Futurity, uh, Breeders yep. Futurity there, very impressively for I mean, that's the horse we're all Cox. ignoring, right? Yeah, I, I mean, that horse is four to one. Any of these horses are going to be a price, and I think you gotta, you have to figure out if you're singling Jackie's Warrior or if you're kind of spreading, because I can. I, I did like uh, Dale Roman sitting on go. I think the interesting, you know who the wild card is in here that we didn't Classier. talk about? Classier. Classier. Yeah. He's I mean, this, extremely you, fast. He's Baffert. Mm-hmm. He's going to go. How many times have we seen Baffert take on someone like a like a, in a big race and they just keep going? Uh, Bill, have well, you ever seen that before? No, never. This is this is the crazy <laughs> thing is if you go back and you would watch Classier's works going into his debut on paper, they're not that great. They're actually pretty slow for a Bob Baffert horse. But you go and you watch him and the way that he was doing it. Um, you thought right away, you know, this horse has got some talent. He just wants to go a lot farther. Some of his works, like the 102, he was like nine paths wide in the middle of the track coming around right. the turn. And they didn't want um, to go too fast. Right. And I remember before that race, because we ran the third place finisher in there, 
uh, Bob asked me, which one of my two do you like better? And I said, the rail. And he was like, you're crazy. That horse needs two turns. The other horse is way better. And then after the race, he goes, oh, you were right. I'm a crap handicapper. <laughs> and I'm like, or you're just like trying to throw shade. One of the two, but well, either Baffert, way, shady? I classier Come all on. day wants to go the route of ground. And the fact that, let's be honest, Bob Baffert is a planner, right? He doesn't just on the whim go, I'm just going to run this horse here. Bob Baffert plans yep. where his horses are going to run because he works backward to get them to peak. That is what Bob Baffert is the master of, peaking at the right time. If you go watch, pick any horse before a big race and watch back like five works and then watch every work leading up to it, you can visibly see them getting more towards that peak. For Bob Baffert to have this horse break his maiden on October 24th and say, holy crap, we're going to enter the Breeders' Cup with him, he likes this horse. This I is not so. this is not a typical Bob Baffert move. No, I agree. And this the Avengers, SF Racing, Starlight, Maticate, the crew. I think this horse is dangerous at twelve to one with Flojo in the saddle. So Jackie's Warrior, I think we all agree the horse to beat. Uh, but give some chances to these other ones. And if you're betting like a pick four, uh and Bill, pick fours, pick threes, pick fives, what do you uh, do you do you bet the uh the verticals or the horizontals? I, I always get it to confused. I bet the horizontals. I do. The one thing I'll tell you, class here is clearly a two-turn horse. By the way, I, I I'm still baffled by Giroux getting up for Baffert. I, I don't. That's crazy, that, that right? Threw, that threw me a curveball. I mean, that totally I like it. Me a you do. You do like it. Right? You like I it. do like it. I'm yeah, I like it. You don't yeah. like it? Yeah. No, no. I, I just. You know, I just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it, it just threw me a curveball. I just, I mean, how, I mean, obviously everybody else is booked, right? There's right. 14 in the race, so I get it. Cedillo um, didn't come? Or did no, he didn't come because I think that might have been his only mount. I think he decided to stay in Del Mar because everybody else left. So he's, you know, he won five the other day. So I think he's uh, pretty much set. His agent, Tom Canoose, decided to stay home. That is... Mm. The Friday Plus, card. obviously, Flo rides for those those connections. You know, yes, Maticat and them. Very popular. And you're going in, if you're calling an Olinville and getting a rider, you might as well get Florent. I mean, he can win five Breeders' yeah. Cup races. You know, he's... No, he's I love this. On the front I end. love this and move. He, he owns Keeneland. Okay. Bill Starkey. And those, those, two, those two inside McPeaks. Those two... One of those two inside McPeaks is going to hit the board at a ball. Okay. Camp Hope or King... They're not. They're not missing a ticket. I just don't know which one. They're actually, the rail horse was a tremendous debut. Absolutely tremendous. I mean, he jogged. He, he was basically. He was basically cooled out when they hit the wire. Well, we'll have to watch that. It was visually impressive. Uh, Bill Starkey, <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Yeah. We wish you the best of luck this Friday at the Breeders' Cup. Uh, through the at through the bridle uh, on Twitter. Anything you want to plug? For me? Yeah, just for fun. Yeah. You know, hey, join, join Little Red Feather. Best, uh, best partnership <laughs> I've ever been. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. We, we, we love your energy and, and, and we, we love your follow on Twitter and we appreciate you spending the time today. Michelle, we're going to come right back and do the Saturday card with our main man, Ryan Flanders. We'll be back after this. Midnight Storm. Striking Sire Line. Grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Just like champion freshman sire American Pharaoh. Striking Speed. 110 by 133 and 1. Seven time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Defeated 10 grade one winners, including champion Accelerate. Midnight Storm, a tailor made stallion. Look for his first yearlings this year. And welcome back to the Horse Ownership Experience Breeders' Cup preview show. 
man, that was fun doing Friday, Michelle. I, it, you know, it took us a little while to go through. We, we, there's just a lot to talk about. It's so exciting. <laughs> it is super exciting. Um, we have been joined now for Saturday by one of the best handicappers around. His name is Benny South Street. His name is really Ryan Flanders, but he uh, goes by Benny South Street. He is the inventor, creator, genius behind Trip Trip Notes Pro. Trips Trip say it say it right. Trip Ryan. Notes. Trip, trip note pros. Chip note One trip, pros. multiple pros. Yeah. I didn't take the name. It's it's our, it's uh, it's not my fault. I claim innocence, but trip, it is trip note pros. Trip note pros. Two pros. Everything else is singular. Everything else is singular. You go tripnotepros.com. You should sign up immediately for this service. Um, they basically do all video replays for you. You they they break down when the horse really did have trouble, didn't have trouble, wide trip, great finish, big gallop out. All those things are in the trip notes. And uh, it's a really cool service, and they are going to be available for Breeders' Cup, I believe, tomorrow. Ryan, you got it. Wednesday morning they'll be up. So how much? We're pretty fired up about it. How much does it cost for someone to get the Breeders' Cup cards at Keeneland? The Breeders' Cup's more expensive, so we charge twenty five dollars a card. Um, so it's like buying the sheets if anybody right. buys Thoroughgraph or, or Ragazins. But typically on an average day, they're $9 a card. But for Breeders' Cup, they're 25 But it, I want to say one of the reasons why is because you're not just doing the last race, right? You're doing a couple races back. Well, no. We're actually just doing the last race. But oh, there are just so many horses. Like, There's a lot of horses. We, we How are we going to get through yeah. this? All right, we got to start. It's we a, love yeah, Trip yeah, No anyway. Pros. We love it. Do it. Do it. Let's All right. Into these, Here's these what we're going to do. We're going to dive into these. Uh, the Saturday card uh, It starts with the Philly and Mare Sprint. Michelle, give us the intro. This is one. This is going to be, I mean, they're going to sizzle. Go ahead, Michelle. Yeah. The seven furlong race here for ladies, obviously. And what you end up with is uh, Gamine. And in the midst of biz and Venetian Harbor and Serengeti Empress who all want to be on the front end. But in my opinion, the fastest one in there is Serengeti Empress. Yeah, three to one in the morning line for Joe Pelotti, who's been on our show, Tom Amos. Um, all right. Uh, uh, you want me to go Benny or Ryan? What do you prefer? Either. Okay, Benny Ryan. Benny's fine. Okay, Benny. Philly and Mare Sprint. What are we looking at here? Talk to us. Uh, I actually don't think there's any doubt who makes the lead and makes it rather easily. I agree with Michelle. Uh, Serengeti Empress is going to make the lead. She's going to be tough to run over. Uh, I think that Gamine's going to have a, a little problem being drawn down on the inside because she's just not quick enough. So she's going to get crossed on, and if she can, if she can fall into an outside spot without too much trouble, she may have a chance to run her down. Um, if they do, for whatever reason, hook up, which I don't believe that they will, um, there are a number of fillies that can win in here. Uh, but I just think these two are going. Empress is going to clear off. Gamine's going to track. Neither will be tired, and they're going to sprint for home. I like Serengeti Empress for the whole thing. Ditto! Listen to you. Did you guys talk before this? No. I'm just kidding. Um, Let me ask you guys a question, because if you're looking, we've talked about I'm a Sheets guy. I'm a video guy. I love the Trip Trip Note Pros. I love watching videos and kind of making my own assessment. If they do go fast, can Bell's the one from her outside draw, taking no dirt, chilling no. back there? Can she? Is she? No. Fa- she can't no. catch him. No. Let me tell you why. Okay, tell me why. Okay, Serengeti Empress does not come back. She is 
an absolute freak of nature. I don't know any other horse that can go 43 flat or 43 and change and still be around at the end to win races or to at least be present there. Remember, Bell's the one narrowly wore her down on one of the longest stretches in America at Churchill Downs. You don't get that at Keeneland. You know, that, that stretch is not... Michelle, uh, can, I, can I just say something? Can you, for the rest of the show, can you be, like, have a little more conviction <laughs> in your thoughts and in your, you know, because you're not really <laughs> making strong points. And All I think right. people want to... Obviously, we hear you. Serengeti Empress, uh, horse to beat on the front end from both of you. Interesting. Um, what kind of price... I will say this, though. I will say this. Tom Amos, not happy with her draw. He would have liked her to be in the one of the two hole. Uh, he thinks that Gamine being in the two hole forces her hand to try and go. And like yeah. you said, she's not fast enough, but he thought if she was to the outside, she would be willing to stalk, which is probably going to be where she ends up. But if you try to stalk from the two hole, you're kind of screwed. Right. Okay. Um, and I think Serengeti Empress runs excellently along the rail. Ryan, if there's one price that has a shot, who would you give? I think speech is interesting, although I hate that post. Uh, the Keeneland one-turn races play more like Del Mar races, and they kind of lean towards the outside. So I didn't like that draw for her. But, um, you know, when they ran again, when Gamine beat speech at Oaklawn, Gamine had it all her own way. It was a two-turn race, but uh, speech gave Gamine everything that she wanted that day, and I think she's capable. Um, I will say, getting back to the Bells, the one point that yeah. Michelle had, I totally agree. If you watch that gallop out, there's almost only two jumps in that race where Bell's the one and gets past Serengeti Empress, and one of them's right on the wire. And actually, Serengeti Empress rebroke when she saw Bell's the one and galloped back out yeah, in front of her incredible. after that absolute duel. So she's she's a beast. She's ultra game, and yeah. Anyway, okay. To no, throw no, that no. The, very. Those are those are great. Those are great points, Michelle. I have one more question for you. How many tweets will Dominique Savitas uh, make after <laughs> Venetian Harbor gets beat in the Philly and I, I guess that depends, right, on if she he, she gets the trip. Like my husband always says, I want you to send. If you send and you get beat, that's on me. But don't don't mess around. Don't pull the Joel Rosario and sit off. We've seen Serengeti Empress have that thing too, where they try and get her to rate or relax. That is not her game. Her game is balls to the wall. That is what she has to do. Unfortunately, Venetian Harbor also wants to go, but like Gamine, I just don't think she's fast enough. Serengeti Empress is faster. I mean, we're talking two, three seconds faster than her, right? Okay. Like, I, I hear you. I mean, I don't know how much more we can say. I think the people right now listening are going like, oh, I guess they like Serengeti Empress. So um, <laughs> maybe it's time to move on to the turf sprint. Michelle. Uh, so the turf sprint going to be going five and a half furlongs, grade one race here on the grass. Um, on, we have a field of 14, 13, 14, is it, oh, 14, 14. Yeah. Full 14. field. Full All field right. Of 14. This is, this is one of those crazy races. Um, let's go to Ryan first to kind of give your overall impression of the race and, and, and lead Wait, us in Billy, the right Did direction. you have a pick in the Philly Mare sprint? No, I don't know. I think I'm going to spread. Okay. I don't. I don't really. I don't love anybody. I love your. I really, honestly, I love both of your conviction about Serengeti Empress. I've. She has won me over. I think she's game. I don't like the price on Gamine. Um, I think what's going to happen for me is I'll probably use a bunch of them and and the the logicals and and try to. Not, I think this is like if in the contest race, this is like a pass race for me. That's okay. what I'm thinking. Sorry. Go. Oh, contest! Does that mean you're in the BCBC? I'm in the BCBC, bro. I'm against That's you. That's awesome. I didn't. I was. I was wondering who was going to finish second in that. So I'm <laughs> glad that you're. <laughs> oh, all right. Talk to us about the turf sprint. 
This is interesting. Uh, there's not a whole lot of pace in here. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Bing. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Big Renewer. I thought the same thing. Renewer. I thought the same thing. Uh, he, he got an absolute perfect trip last time versus Wildman Jack. There was a lineup of four horses that chased Big Renewer, and Wildman Jack had to kind of pause and wait and then spin out into the stretch, and he was running at him late. Um, I, 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 so I don't like him, and he's probably the logical leader. I really like, I like three prices. I like Bombard because he's, he's, I think he's always been a turf sprinter. Yeah, uh, I think they tried him long. I think he's better sprinting. Uh, I think he's going to get a nice tracking uh, spot on the rail leader, and I think he's very dangerous. And then I also like uh, the Doug O'Neill horse, Wildman Jack. Uh, he was the one I just talked about. He had a bad trip last time, and he's capable on his best day and should be forwardly placed. And I like the Mayor Alexander a little bit. If for whatever reason things cook up early, I don't see that happening, but if for whatever reason they do, she's a freak show late. She's really, really fast late. My software numbers on her last two races were explosive. Uh, they were like over 60 feet per second, which is typically a number that you get when you're leading a race like this, and she's doing it in the back half. So she's dangerous as well if things heat up early. Our good friend Sean Duggan was texting me about Alexandra the other day, wishing we wished each other luck. I, I absolutely love the way that filly runs, and she will be finishing, and Rosario will be coming fast. Michelle, where are you kind of leaning in this in this race? So I do like Big Renner because I think that he is the speed of the speed, and uh, right down along the inside there is the perfect place to be for him. Um, but I also like the horse for course, the seven leanster for Rusty Arnold, bringing in back-to-back -back wins, turf sprinting right there at Keeneland with the break in between. So the biggest problem for me is there's a bounce factor, I feel like, that can be um, looked at. But this horse just loves Keeneland, and he's been able to string together wins before. So hopefully Rusty has him in the spot where he's not going to regress too much. And my price play is the six glass slippers for Kevin Ryan. Uh, she was a grade one winner, two starts back at the Cura over good ground. I think that she's run very well over firm ground. She is battle tested and proven. Um, I just think at 12 to one, that's crazy for a horse that loves this distance. I really like her. She's four for eight at the distance. She's owned by uh, <clears throat> Bearstone Stud Limited. And you talked about Leinster. Are we saying Leinster? Or Leinster. 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 I think it's Leinster. Amy Dunn, Brenda Miley. I just like to name the owners. Westrock Stables. They've done a great job. I think in here, Leinster is the most obvious uh, uh, horse. I think if four to one is plenty big enough. Michelle mentioned it. He's three for four. Keeneland. He can stalk, which I think will be really important because I think Michelle brought up a good point, and I think Ryan said the same thing. There's not a lot of speed in here for, for a turf sprint. We're used to these type of horses just blasting off. I agree with Michelle. I think when they turn for home, Big Renewer is going to be in front, assuming he breaks okay from the rail. Um, and I think at, at some point, at about the eighth pole, everyone's going to say, can this horse hold on? So if you're looking for that kind of thrill, uh, uh, use the one. I think you have to spread in here. Uh, I definitely would make Leanster my top choice. And, and I, I do agree with Ryan that Bombard has a great shot from just off the pace. Um, interesting that none of us mentioned Got Stormy, who's the Morning Line famous at, favorite at seven to two. Ryan? Yeah, people are giving, making her the favorite because they used to like her a lot, right? Nah, I think she's gonna get bet. Uh, yeah, she's. 
I just think she's going to be far back, and I don't like that post draw. I can see them fanning out into the lane and, and things just not going her well. I mean, she wouldn't surprise me. She's obviously uh, super, super talented. But uh, given the, the lack of speed in this race and her running style and the post draw, it's just a little bit too much for me, especially at that price. Um, All right. Yeah, it makes yeah, a lot getting of sense. Back real quick, yeah. yeah, real quick, Wildman Jack, this is a sneaky one to be forward as well. Okay. Most of, of, of his sprints, he's got really good speed. Last time drew the rail against Big Renault, that was another thing. He kind of made a mess at the start, and he was out of position early. So if you're looking for a forward horse, I know I'm, I'm pushing that one along a little bit, but I do think either him or Bombard is going to get a nice tracking uh, trip to the one. What do you think happened in the Shaker Town when he just didn't show up? Did, he, did something happen that day? I mean, because that's at Keeneland, five um, you know, and a half, three starts back on July 11th, and he just did, didn't even run. That's probably one I need to look at. The breaking 10th out of 13 is never a good thing, but I'll, I'll go ahead and look at it. And okay. when you're beat that, that much, I mean, if he got wiped out, yeah, Mikey's not going to beat that thing up for sure. a minor award. So sure. I'll go back and look well, at Mike it. Well, Mike Smith, one of your favorite riders uh, on Trip Note Press. I mean, you have a, a tattoo of him, or at least you should. <laughs> you have a tattoo, yeah. Uh, two other horses I just want to mention here really quick. Uh, Imprimis is a is a is a really is a top class sprinter with very fast numbers. He comes in on a two race winning streak, and he's kind of been specifically designed to run in this race. He gets a guy named uh, Ired Ortiz to ride, who wins his fair share of Breeders' Cups. I think he won every race last year. And the other one I'm going to mention just just as a as a price play because we didn't. Michelle and I realized uh, after doing the Friday card that we barely mentioned Chad Brown's name. He has a uh, four-year-old colt named Front Run the Fed, who is another uh, kind of stalker closer who just got beat by Impermiss and actually dead heated with Bombard, who uh, who Ryan likes in here. And that's a nice, that could be a very big, I think he's going to get overlooked at the windows and he could be a really nice price in here. So uh, um, that's the turf sprint. I think we gave pretty much everybody. Yeah, every, every horse in the field. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so going on to the next race, because we are whew, cooking along in time. I'm sweating. Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile right now um, here at Keeneland. Remember, the start is right there on the turn, so it's not the most ideal trip for a lot of horses. Overall, I didn't think that this race came up unbelievably um, strong. 12 horses deep, though. Um, I'll tell you, can I just start with my pick since I'm yeah, talking you anyways? Can. Yeah, you're I like Scott. War of Will. I you like do? War of Will in here from Mark Cassie. Yeah. Um, you, you know, his last, uh, race was on the turf. Obviously he goes second off the break, which I think for him, that's an improvement. He doesn't usually run as well fresh as he does next time out. He obviously likes the dirt just fine because he won the Preakness stakes on it last year. He actually hasn't gotten the chance to go a mile on the dirt since early 19, right? And in those instances, he did win the LeCompte and the Risen Star. And he won the LeCompte pretty impressively over a bunch of horses that look tough like tough contenders on Breeders' Cup. So that form line has really held up for him. And just watching him in the mornings, this horse has really impressed me. He used to be an absolute train wreck, uh, dripping in sweat all the time, head left, right, left, right, just trying to fight. Every ounce of him was being poured into what can I do that isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. The last two works for him. Sounds like he me. has looked cool comp. Yeah, right. Cool. You need to be gelded. Cool. Oh, you are. Feel cool, calm, and collected. He is really harnessed and really focused. And I think a focused war of will is crazy because his raw talent has won him some big races. But you put that talent and give it an outlet and, and it knows where it's supposed to go. I think that this is a great race for him. I think it's, I think he's better on grass, and I think he has no style 
and uh, I think he's been overrated for the most part of his career. So, you well, know. I agree with the overrated. It's so. only his works recently and the mental okay. change I've Listen, seen him. Listen, I'm not I really going like to talk him. you off a ten to one shot. That's that's a grade ahead, one Billy, winner, a multiple grade stupid. one winner. Go ahead. No, you're grade a multiple grade one winner on both surfaces. Um, I think this race is. I don't have a clue in this race. I got to be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to hear. I want to hear what Ryan says before I I chime in with my genius. Well, I agree with Michelle. Wow. Uh, I do like War Will. I, I've always, he was never a classic distance horse, in my opinion. He was always keyed up. And it's, uh, Michelle talks about his mental acuity at that point. I just think he was just too fast. I've always thought he was a miler. Um, he landed on grass and he proved he could run over the surface, but I've always thought a mile on dirt would be perfect for him. He's drawn well. He's quick. He should, he's, he'll be forward. And I, I think he'll get a good trip and, he, and he's deserving of a big swing. I think complexity is the captain obvious horse and he's yes. legitimate. Yes. Um, he can I say pissed on? He pissed on Code of Honor. Oh. Um, yeah, he did. You could say he, shit he on. He went right by him. There's an asterisk on that race, though. There's what? an asterisk. Why? It's a one turn. He is a one turn horse. Lore of Will is a two turn miler. Complexity is a one turn horse. Okay, I think that's fair. I think it's a fair that's assessment. Fair. Let me ask you. Let me ask you both a question, Ryan. I don't want to cut you off, but there's a very interesting horse in here. Uh, uh, Nick's go goes to Brad Cox and runs two absolutely monstrous races. One at Keeneland where he won by 10 lengths. He's two for four at Keeneland. He's seven to two. He gets Rosario. And he ran on, on third graph. He ran a negative four last time, which screams bounce. Do you feel like a bounce is coming for Nick's go or is he this good? Well, two reasons why I don't like him. One, what you just mentioned, uh, you know, he hadn't run in eight months and comes back and runs some monster stupid number. So that's not a playback for me. But the second reason is he absolutely dawdled early. I mean, he went almost 24 and they finished in 40 and change. To me, when I compare those early fractions versus the finishing time, you get an idea of how quick that early pace was. And they just dawdled in that race. And he's going to have every bit of a fast horse on top of him early in complexity. So sure. um, if he can win from off the pace, he might be dangerous. He hasn't done that. Every one of his wins have gone wire to wire. Um, he did it uh, when he was young at Keeneland and he's done it today, but he's not going to have that trip today. So he'll have to do something a little bit new. I, I do think art collector is a little bit interesting. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's one that, you know, he's, He's only lost twice on dirt. I believe I only go back six races on my PPs because I don't feel like printing 400 pages, but uh, <laughs> I'm get, pretty sure one of his paper. races was... <laughs> yeah, you got to save the trees, man. Sure. I think I'm pretty sure one of his races was first time out sprinting yes. where he flew and got beat. And then the last one where he, he pretty much got knocked around and had no chance. Every other race that he's run has been... Uh, I mean, he went right by Swiss Skydiver in the bluegrass. He loves Keeneland. Um, he draws well. That's a good post going a mile at Keeneland. So there's nothing wrong with him either. I think he's got a big shot. You, you ready for the price play in here? Yeah. It's Sharp Samurai. I was just going to say Sharp one. Samurai. Oh, my gosh. We're like, this is I was just going to say We're Sharp Samurai. My I literally almost made him like my daymaker play of the day. And the only reason I didn't is because he has not won a race since 2018. He hasn't won since the City of Hope Mile in October of 18. But his races are too good to ignore him. I love him trying a mile on the main track. It's been a really long time since he's gotten to do that. Draws his race inside. in the Pacific Classic was bang up. And yeah, he, he draws the inside. Gets Irad. Um, I love that he gets Irad. Gets I love Irad. that. 
yep. our good this friends, is- Red Baron, uh, uh, Rancho Temescal, Tim Cohen, and our buddy Mark Glatt, uh, obviously will be rooting for Sharp Samurai. And I agree, Michelle. What did you see in Sharp Samurai, Ryan? I just he's he's just a gamer, and I think a, a mile and a quarter is too long for him. If you look back to his last dirt race, I think this will hit him right between the eyes. Um, he's got a lot going for him. I, I've always thought a lot of this horse, so uh, he's good on dirt. I love Glad. He's drawn well, and he's a huge number, which. Who doesn't like big numbers? On Everybody the likes big numbers. Looks like it's kind of a, even though complexity, we said, is the Mr. Obvious horse, he's probably the fastest horse Wait, in here. He will him, get is bet. Is it one turn at Keeneland? If it's not one turn, uh, he's got no shot. Wow. I mean, just so you might as well just throw him out, throw out Nick's go, and get a price. I think that's uh, what we're talking about. I will say, though, I did a side-by-side drill for complexity, and he looks phenomenal training right oh, now. Oh, you're backtracking training now. at Big Sandy, and obviously he'll be dead fit. You should see his mo- his, re- his uh, 48 and change work on, on October 25th, because it's not his most recent anymore. Okay. Uh, well, we, he, he had his ears flicking around. He looked amazing. We've been going for 20 minutes. We have six races to go, and these are the pick six races. So we still have – listen, we're not on a time limit. I think we're doing I really well. I am. I have another job to do, but okay. let me tell him. How much I'm time do late. we have left for you, Michelle? Well, I'm supposed to be there at 1.30, but I was telling them I'm going to be late. Hold on. Okay. You, I'll start talking. This is the Philly, Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. It's grade one. It's $2 million. It's a mile and 316th on the grass, uh, a field of 14 really, really good older Phillies uh, uh, and Mares uh, lineup. Favorite 5-2 to two rushing fall for E5 Racing Thoroughbreds. She loves Keeneland. Uh, mean Mary, second choice, 7-2, to two, figures to be on the lead. Ryan, where are we winding up in this race? Love Mean Mary. Love Mean Mary, wire to wire. In wire. fact, I love Mean Mary. I, I, I didn't think I didn't even write down any other horse. Okay. Uh, well, that's it. I think Science is going to gonna fight for the lead. <laughs> I think he's going to fight for the lead. I think he's going to get it. Um, I think Russian Fall will track, and I don't see her getting by. You don't think Mucho Unusual is going to go up to the front? No, she's not. I don't think she's fast enough. They, okay. They crawled in the Rodeo Drive. I think Saez is just a bully when he wants the front, and and I think he's going to commit to it, and others are going to back away. And she she wants to go farther. I think this added ground is really going to help her versus rushing fall. And I, I think she goes wire to wire. I, I don't see a whole lot in here that can deal with She's super, super game. She's very game. You watch her races. Even she'll leave the pack. She'll pin her ears and leave the pack, or she'll fight you all the way to the wire. Yeah. So. That's, for, that's my play. It's probably my single on the card. The four, Ooh. Alex Campbell, Mean Mary, Grand Motion, Louis Saez. Interestingly enough, Michelle, there's sisters in this race, and Sister yes. Charlie, who won and this race. And my sister Nat. And my sister Nat, both for Peter Brand, both Chad Brown. Uh, Michelle, where did you uh, wind up in this race? Um, so I liked Mean Mary, but underneath I had two prices. So yes, I like the 10 like Civil Union, who is bringing in a four-race win streak for Shig McGahee and is 12-1 to on the morning line. She just won the Flower Bowl at a mile and a quarter, so a comparable distance. She's run a mile and three-eight successfully at Saratoga. I mean, this is a filly that wants to go the longer distances. She's already beaten my sister Nat and Nay Lady Nay. I love the fact that she can lay a little bit closer if need be or, you know, not – Here's the thing. She's got her one speed, right? So she's farther, she's farther. But if it ends up that she's closer, she's closer. She's not a horse that, ooh, I have to be last and have tons of cover. No, so I, I like that about her. I agree. Um, so and then the other horse, twenty to one on Terabellum for John Gosden and Frankie Dettori. I don't I can't even believe that number is right. Even believe it. Godolphin. Uh, 
Yeah, you go back and you look. She Her mile and a quarter races, I feel like, are very good. Uh, obviously, she wasn't able to win the Prix de the Opera, but I didn't think that she was completely out of it, and it was soft ground. I actually think that she prefers a little bit firmer going. So if you take all of her soft ground races into consideration, and hopefully it was that and not the fact they were grade ones, I think that she stands a shot in here at 20 to 1. Uh, I'm going to agree with everything the two of you just said. I actually, Civil Union is kind of my sneaky horse in there, Michelle. And mm-hmm. I think Terabellum has a has a very good shot to light up the top board because Euros fare very well. Last year, we had a nice upset in this race. Um, and so I, I, you guys, I think, hit it right on the bone. I just want to give credit to Starship Jubilee. Um, and I don't yeah. know if I don't know if she's a big player in here because I think I think I might like her shorter than longer. But uh, this filly's five for six on the year. She's earned two million dollars over two million dollars since being claimed for sixteen thousand back in February of seventeen. And I always like that Blue Haven Farm, uh, Kevin Attard, and she'll be ridden by Florence Giroux. So just uh, just a horse, not necessarily I think to bet in here, but I think you got to just feel just, good. Just feel good horse. If she wins, I'd be very happy. I, I think it'd be nice. I'm. I'm still really upset we got out shook that day. For that was <laughs> Me too. That was in the five-way shake too. Let's move on to the sprint, which is another outstanding edition of the sprint. It's grade one. It's two million. It's six furlongs. Uh, morning line favoritism goes to the extreme outside with Vacoma number 14 for uh, uh, Gatsa Stables and R.A. Hill Stable, George Weaver, Javi Castellano. Uh, then you have Yaupon at 7-2 to for Joel Rosario. Co-second choice with CZ Rocket, who drew on the inside, goes, I think it's like 12 straight races since being claimed by Pete Miller. Uh, for, t- for our friend Tom Cagle, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, Matticate and Gary Barber. Let's start. Michelle, you know, you've been, your conviction is so good. I want to go back to you first. Oh, you don't. This is the race I don't have a big Okay, well, just wait. I'm going to cut that out. Let's go to Ryan first. Ryan Flanders. Well, uh, I think Vacoma's legitimate. Uh, I think they had a couple different places they could go here. Um, there's nothing. He's he's run some real bangers, uh, bang-up races, uh, going one turn. So I can't knock him at all, especially off a layoff. He should be fresh and and uh, maybe not as far back as, as people might think. But got kind of a weirdo in here. Which I'll be taking a, a shot at, and that's a weirdo. Echo Town. Interesting. I don't see a whole lot of speed in here. Echo Town had an absolutely atrocious trip last time. He was in between. He got shuffled. He landed in between again. He got shuffled again, and he ran on just fine down at the rail. Asmussen might as well adopt Santana. That's his, you know, son <laughs> from someone else. But you know, he's got two runners in here, and yeah, and right. Santana lands on the one. He gets blinkers. He's going to try and show more speed early. And that shorten up last time from the one turn mile at Churchill, you know, it's one you could predict he was going to have trouble showing speed because he just wasn't that fast. But I think, I think he's going to have a lot more pace today and the blinkers on the rail equal one thing. They're going to try and blast off. And he's interesting. If you like, uh, if you like some of the others that are coming out of that race, diamond oops and, uh, is it Empress of Gold? Empire yeah, of Gold. Empire of Gold. Uh, then, you, then you've got to give uh, Echo Town a chance. I think Diamond Oops is only 8-1, to one, right? Yeah. Yes, Diamond He's Oops. He's only 8-1, to, eight one, to one. and I think he looks just as good as him. So. Echo ran LNN uh, Racing, Steve Asmussen, and Ricardo Santana Jr. Uh, Michelle, uh, uh, according to Ryan, Vicoma is going to be tough off the layoff. The price play is Echo Town, but that's a nice one for tries and stuff like that because he might be 30-1. to one. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that he's on the right horse of Vacoma, but I think he's super beatable just because we're cutting him back in distance. He's done some of his better running 
closer to the front end, which he ends up being there because they're going farther. But like, you know, going six furlongs, I'm not necessarily sure that he's going to be able to be as involved as he wants to be. So I like Yapon for Steve Asmussen. You know, he had Nashville nominated as well. Why run two when one will do? Or I guess in this case, it's why run three. <laughs> why run three when like you have that. two that are good? Uh, so they opted to go elsewhere with Nashville, and I think he would have been a force to be reckoned with in here, even though it was a really big ask for him. They've really managed Yapon, I feel like, um, conservatively to get him to peak here. And we've just seen steady improvement from him, which obviously I really like as well. So he's I fast think that too. He's, yeah, he's fast. Um, my price play is just a, a horse. I really have always been a fan of, and it's collusion illusion. He didn't really have a ton of excuses in the Santa Anita sprint championship. In fact, almost none, except for the fact that he drew the rail and just his running style. It takes him a second, like, he zeroes in on what he's supposed to do, and then it looks like he's not going to go anywhere, and Flavian really has to ride him, and then he's like, okay, here I come. Right. Um, so he needs to like have a pep talk. Like Mark Glatt needs to like tell him, look, when <laughs> we'll Flavian him a says go, you can't like sit there and like yeah. dawdle around. You know, These aren't three-year-olds anymore. These are big boys. So I think Collusion Illusion has the talent. I think he's got this little quirk that needs worked out. And I would not uh, ignore Frank's Rockette in here. Bill Ooh, Mott the Philly against the boys. Phillies have done well in this race. Boys. Phillies they have, have done, done well. well. There's been three winners of this race that have been Phillies. She's coming in with a four-race win streak. She was ultra-impressive against older Phillies in the Gallant Bloom. And, um, you know, uh, Bill Mott opts to go in here because the Philly and Mare Sprint is seven furlongs. So maybe it wasn't an ideal trip for her, but she should be forwardly placed. That's going to keep her out of a lot of trouble. Yeah. She's fast. I, I think it. she's really interesting at 10 to 1. Frank Fletcher racing operations for Frank Raquette. Obviously, our friends uh, um, Dan Agnew, Jerry Schneider, Rodney Orr, and MyRacehorse.com for Collusion Illusion for our buddy Mark Glatt. All right. Uh, I feel good about this race. Uh, I we, Both of you said that there's not a lot of speed, but there is one horse that will be in front, and I think that's Yalpon. And I think he's going to yeah, be Yalpon. in front. And I think he's really fast, and I think he's going to be tough to run down. I'm going to give you guys a horse that you have not discussed that on my numbers is one of the fastest horses in the race. Who did you say? Whitmore. Not Whitmore. Oh, good. But what about Forenzi Fire? You look at his races. You throw out the race in the slop and the forego. He comes back and wins the uh, Vosberg. Do you remember last year he ran that huge, huge race uh, uh, against Imperial Hint, lost by a nose before the Breeders' Cup sprint? Didn't run bad in there. Uh, Matoli was a freak. Chancelot was a freak. Only gets beat four and a half lengths. And he's come back better. Um, he's running negative twos on the sheets, which is very, very fast in here. You get eight to one. He's drawn well. Jose Lescano can finish. Ryan, why can't Frenzy Fire win? Because he can't run well outside of New York. God, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, I've, al- I've always thought, I've always fair, thought he he's one of the... Race at Laurel. <laughs> okay <laughs> but i've always thought he yeah with jason service i've always thought he was a horse that did his best running in new york and and he wasn't wasn't the best traveler uh, so that's why i took a stand at him i don't even see any workouts for him over the keeneland surface but yeah i think they kept um, him at belmont he's a pro i mean shoot he's won two million bucks you right. know it's the breeders cup okay. so all right well there's our thoughts on the sprint we are now to the late pick four we're at the breeders cup mile one of the this is always to me for me in in horizontals this is like almost automatic all i think but uh i'll i'd love to hear michelle i'm sure you have someone that you love in here 
Um, so I really like two horses, actually. I like uh, Kamiko for Andrew Balding coming off a win last time out. I think the mile is what he wants to do. And I think that the firmer the ground, the better. If you go back to his grade one or group one win on synthetic, anytime I see a year or a horse that's one on synthetic, I feel like, you know what, this horse is going to do well with firmer ground. So I like Kamiko. And I really like Digital Age for Chad Brown. He brings in back-to-back -back wins going farther. Chad could have stretched him out um, and run him in the turf. He opts for the mile here. You go back to his first couple of races, and he wanted a mile first time out, and then he won a stakes race at a mile. And then from, from there, you know, as a three-year-old especially, you don't get a lot of opportunities to stay against three-year-olds and go the mile. You're kind of forced to stretch out. So this horse did that. But I think that coming back to the mile is going to be really good for him. The only drawback for me is a lot of times when a horse has been going farther, they're not as sharp as they, you know, could sure. be. So I, I, I would have liked to see I would have liked to see him a little sharper because he has like no speed anyways. Right. Um, and just the way the Keeneland track plays, I would have liked to see him like have like a blowout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear something. you. But that's so But it is Clarovich. It is Clarovich. It. it is Chad Brown. And you get eight to one. You, Cameco, I think they call it. It's Qatar is Racing. It? Okay. Yeah, Cameco. Uh, so so Cameco and Digital Age for Michelle. Ryan, we're, we're in, this is a wide open race. You, you, do you have a strong play in here? No, but uh, I do have a couple. I mean, it's horse racing and I'm a gambler, right? So, of course, I've got an opinion. Um, of course. Well, that's why you're on the I show. Like <laughs> I like Halliday. I like Halliday. Ryan, I, I do too. I think. I do too. I think Halliday, for the same reasons I cited earlier with Saez going to the lead, I think factor this rates. I think Halloway gets away with a lonely lead and gets brave and can potentially score at a big number. Uh, and then I had a couple interesting horses on the bottom. Um, I, I did like uh, one of the Euros, not uh, not Michelle's horse, though. I thought Safe Voyage was in interesting. Uh, we had a couple good notes on tape for that one. Uh, so I'll, I'll be using that horse as well. And then I did agree with, with Michelle on digital age. I feel like Chad's got this one figured out for whatever reason. It took him a while to, to have this one pointed forward. And, uh, I think he's doing just that now he's forging and I think he's dangerous. Whereas I think one of the other Chad Brown runners, uni is not. Uh, so Chad's always dangerous in this races in these races. One of those is going to fire huge. And I think Michelle's on the right track with Digital Age. Why is, why is Uni not going to fire, Ryan? Well, unless they hook up, that's a, that's a tough post. Um, she's going to have to take way back. She's got some help early in her career. I, there were a few races in there where Chad Brown had like seven of the eight runners, and he created like a six-horse speed duel for Uni. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Obviously, I'm joking, but, but I do think she's had some rabbits in the past, and, and that's not going to happen here unless – Saez and Floron get stupid on the front end, which I don't think they will. Tough post uh, to close from. He's going to have to take way back, and, and that's going to be a, a tough tough go of it. I think you have to get a price here. I think many of these horses can win. I love both of you guys with the safe voyage idea uh, for Ross Harmon, John Quinn, Jason Hart. I think I believe I read this as his first uh, – Breeders' Cup ride. I think I read that. Um, horse we didn't talk about, Siskin from Judmont. 
Ger Siskin is Siskin is interesting. He's very interesting. I I like these races when you can find that right Euro. Even one master, she's been here before. She is so hard knocking, and her and uh, Safe Voyage has been have been knocking heads for the past like ten she years. Likes, I think she likes more give in the ground. Well, though she's not going to like the ground. Okay, all right. But I'm just saying, I think you could get uh, going a number of directions here. This is a spread race to start the uh, what should be an interesting pick for. I watched Kamiko's races, Michelle. He's very steady. He doesn't have the usual turn of foot that the Euros have, so it'll be interesting to see where he positions himself. But I think Halliday on the front end is a, is could be a very interesting play here, Ryan. I think that's a great call at 12-1 to 1 morning line. I think you might get more than that. Breeders' Cup Distaff is race 10. This is your last pick three on the card. This is this is always an amazing race. And I, th- I guess the question is, is this a two-horse race between Swiss Skydiver and Monomoy Girl, Ryan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Michelle? <laughs> Michelle, is this a two-horse race between Monomoy Girl and Swiss Skydiver? Mm, you can say yes. E- I think it's a one-horse race. Oh, whoa. Which one? I think... I think the only way Swiss Skydiver beats Monomoy Girl is that Robbie Alvarado goes out and takes it to her early. Okay, so you think Monomoy Girl is going to be in front is what you're saying. I just – no, not in front. I think that Monomoy Girl from the outside, Florent gets a great trip here, right? He breaks. He has a really close – um, but just like we saw Swiss Skydiver in the Preakness when they weren't going fast enough, she went over and inherited that lead and he let her run. I think that whatever Swiss, whatever's going on up front, Swiss Skydiver needs to get the jump on Monomoy Girl. She needs to put distance between her and Monomoy Girl. So Monomoy Girl is not only catching the rest of the field and having the wide trip, but you have a good horse like Swiss Skydiver getting her roll on early. That is the only shot she has to beat her. Monomoy Girl is 12 for 14 lifetime. She's earned $3.386 million. She's one for one at Keeneland, three for three at the distance. She won this race two years ago. She's eight to five on the morning line. I think it's going to be less for Dub, Monomoy, uh, Elkstone Group, Bethlehem, and the Brad Cox crew. I think she's the obvious horse to beat at a low price, and I think Sis Skydiver might be the only horse that could beat her. I agree with Ryan, and I think that's all we need to say about that race. How do you guys feel about that? Done. Yeah. Let's move on to the Breeders' Cup turf. Now, this is four million mile and a half turf. I have to stay out of this because we have Red King running, who uh, beat United. I have to remind everybody who is eight to one, which is always fascinating to me that a horse that just got beat was uh, eight to one. But this is a good, really good race. I think the Europeans in this race are exceptional. I I'll talk first because I think it's fair because I have Red King. I have to be careful. I think Tarnarwa will get bet. I almost think she might even get bet down to the favorite. I watched her races. I think she is outstanding. She has a massive turn of foot. I think she should love the going at Keeneland. And I think Tarnarwa is the horse to beat above the the Euros. Magical, Mogul, Lord North. I think they're going to be very tough for the U.S. contingent to handle. I love Red King. I love our partners at Little Red Feather. He's 20 to 1 on the morning line. He's going to run his race. He always does, and he's in fine form. And Umberto Raspoli knows this horse. And I, I hope, and I have the chills right now. I hope he, I, I really hope he beats United, first of all. And then I hope he, <laughs> he, he can compete with these Europeans. That's my, wow. that's my, that, that's my, well, because no one, everybody thinks it was a fluke. So sometimes you just got to prove yourself. Let's turn it over. Ryan, what do you think? I think my daughter just knocked on the door, and I'm going to let Michelle go first. Okay. Go ahead, Michelle. 
Um, I I don't want to say it was a fluke that he won, but it was a, a well-timed ride on Rispoli's part that won him the race over United. United is kind of that big lumbering turf route horse. Um, the good news for him is recently he's gotten a little bit more speed installed into him, so it lets him be forwardly placed where he doesn't have to right, and they're deliver. Gonna, they're going to walk a, in this race anyway. I mean, Channel Maker's going to be on the lead, and United's going to be right next to him, right? Right. Uh, yes, I think that is absolutely going to be the, the, the case. And at this point, I do not see United being hemmed in along the rail, looking for room with that big lumbering stride, so Ruspoli's going to have to figure something else out if he wants to beat him. I like Magical. I don't know how you can get away from her. And I like Tarnawa for Dermot Well. Like you said, huge turn of foot here, bringing in three straight wins, including back-to-back group ones over at Longchamp. Um, I don't know how you don't like her in this particular spot. She's so scary. Right? Here's the only thing is she is stone-cold closer. And even I'm worried. This is like my biggest worry for her, right? Is they let Channel Maker go to the front and they let him loaf along. Well, that's what and he's done United in his last two right, races, right? You know, and then the United sits right there instead of instead of Flavian pressing the point and like getting him on the front, which I right. think actually would be a good job. They let him loaf along, and then Tarnawa with Kristoff is going to be sitting like forty-seven and a half length back <laughs> off like fifty-six fractions for the right, half or something, right. you know, and then have too slow. much to do because. She's got a great turn of foot, but she's got to be able to use it at some point. Yeah. So that's my biggest worry is is in that situation. And that's why I gave the edge to Magical, because I think she can be a little bit closer, yeah, especially she, if they're yeah, crawling. And she proved that when she ran in the Breeders' Cup two years ago. Uh, she wasn't that far off when she got beat by, uh, I don't know how to say her name. What's the, an, Enable? Enable? <laughs> You're enable? Oh, yeah, yeah, Enable. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I was joking. Um, yes. Um, uh, yeah, Magical is going to be exceptionally tough in here. She'll lay close. Uh, Ryan Moore, Aiden O'Brien, and uh, Magner and Tabor. Uh, Ryan, what? obviously we just talked. I don't know if you heard us. We talked about the pace scenario in here. We think Channel Maker will make the lead, go as slow as he possibly can. United should be right next to him, uh, also going slow. What What happens after that? I have nothing clever to offer. I, I share the same opinions as both of you. The only opinion that I have is that the worst morning line I've ever seen in my life is on Arclo. Is on Arclo? Yeah. Even with the addition. If he of goes off anywhere near five to one, I'm the tooth fairy. <laughs> all right. So we're thinking Euros in the Breeders' Cup turf. We're all going to be rooting for Red King, though. And if yep. are you guys going to freak out if Raspoli makes that move at the half mile pole and just kind of takes the lead? Uh, you, I know, why you not? You want to know what he needs to do? You know what he needs to do, Billy? What? Is when those two are loafing along, just that's go. when he needs to make the move and yep. just. Frickin' go. Just frickin' Commit go. Commit to the send, Billy. Commit to the send. Commit to the send. Uh, I talked to Phil D'Amato this morning, and we have a really good plan for Raspoli, and that is to not say a word. So that will be <laughs> our... <laughs> those will be our instructions. Uh, you know the horse. Do what you want to do. Breeders' Cup Classic. This is the big one of the day. The 12th grade one, $6 million. Improbable off his... Uh, I don't know how many races he's won in a row, but uh, it's been a lot. One, two, three in a row. Uh, he's 5-2 to two for Bob Baffert. Windstar. China Horse Club. Is it China Horse Club? I think so, yes. And SF Racing. 5-2 to two for Baffert. Uh, three to one second choice is Tis the Law, our Kentucky Derby winner for our friends at Sacatoga Stable, Barkley Tag, and then seven to two. He did not win the Kentucky Derby. I, I'm sorry. 
the the I'm you know what I thought that was the, you're right the Belmont and the whatever else he won Travers. the Travers Belmont and Travers winner Tisla Kentucky Derby winner is in here authentic six to one maximum security seven to two on the way outside for Baffert and Gary and Mary West who wants to start because I have, I'm I'm strong in here I'm telling you Go. guys right now you, you guys want me to start do it okay forget about prices forget about everything improbable is the now horse he they are gonna go fast. Authentic's gonna go fast. Maximum security, higher power. Tis the law. Uh, by my standards, will be right there. I think improbable gets a great trip. Gets Irad, who won this race last year and has won on him before. And interestingly enough, the only horse that has beat improbable in recent times is Tom's Detot. GMB Racing, Gail, Gail Benson, Al Stahl has said on the record. He said this horse runs fresh. He said, after that stumble, I just gave him time. That was an amazing race he ran that day. He beat Improbable before that. They're both, they both come into this race in fine form. You're getting 6-1 to one on Tom's de Tot. I think you have a 4-8 exacta for all the marbles in the BCBC. Ryan. Well, I'm going to send you a photo of my sheet, which I wrote down every horse, and I have Improbable over Tom's de Tot. So. <laughs> Yes, I'm uh, I so agree. glad I went first. I, I, I agree. I agree with you. Um, I, I, I really don't like maximum security at, at all. Uh, so I'm probably going to play some tries and hope he just misses the board altogether. I think he's on his way out. I mean, he, he was life and death. I don't. I don't know how he even ran second last time, but improbable just sitting out there in the middle of that track. The one thing I will say about him is he, he hates kickbacks. So. He's got to find his way into some open air, but I think if he does that, uh, he's really sharp and he's and he's forging. Like I don't know how he's even forging right now after these three grade ones in a row, but he is. So I think he's sitting on a huge one, and, and I think he's going to win. Tom's a tall. He's real though, right? He's real. So and he's he'll be he'll he'll he's fresh. Shoot, he went off even money in the Whitney against That's him. Right. So and he stumbled badly. Uh, he did, and he and he's. You know, he didn't even bother prepping for this. I mean, he could have found a place to to get sharp, and uh, I think Stahl feels like he's got him ready. Otherwise, he would have done that. Yep. And uh, he's got a real swing as well. So I'm with you. I okay. like the same too. All right, eight. Michelle. Any of the three year olds have a shot? Tis the law. Authentic. I think both of those horses uh, could stand to have a chance. Obviously, Tis the Law was the big talk. I think Authentic beat him fair and square, but he does come in fresh, and he was able to win the Belmont fresh. He won the Holy Bull fresh. So I think freshness is actually a good thing for him, but I don't really like his draw. Um, He's another horse that I think we have seen. He does his best running when he's kind of in the clear on the outside. He's going to be down along the inside, and there's a ton of speed to the outside of him. He's either going to end up having to send, which he doesn't want to do to get a good spot, or he's going to have to drop far back and then move outside of horses. Also, not an ideal trip scenario for him. I am going to go against you guys. I kind of like Max. Oh, you're going with Max? I mean, I kind of like Max. Okay. I mean, we listen, what's not to like about Max? You got to like Max. We're not saying I we mean, don't like the horse. Yeah. We just don't I like him in this like particular his spot. I that he got last time uh, at all in the awesome. Again, I was not a fan of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you, well, yeah. Maybe we can chalk that up to, you know, some something. Uh, I, I agree that improbable is the now horse. What's going to help him is no crowds to, you know, mess with him well, in the gate. So hopefully he can get out of there really well. 
he makes his own trip as long as he can be towards the outside and not run into any kind of dirt. Um, but I, right. I, just, I, I, it's Listen, like, I want good. little Max to run well. I know you do. I know you do. I'm going to give you guys the horse that's probably going to run third and may even get into the exacta. And he's 10 to you one on the standards? morning line by my standards. Yeah. This horse has done. Oh my no- gosh. We have the same top three. This, this is, is this horse has but... done nothing wrong this year. He gets Gabriel says back who, who knows this horse, like the back of his hand. Calhoun has managed him terrifically. Chester Thomas and Allied Racing Stable, great guest on our show, Michelle. Um, you know that I've loved this horse since the beginning. This was my yeah, pre-pandemic horse. He can go this far. He can't. He's steady. When they turn for home, he runs. And he may land. He might get the jump on Improbable and Tom's Detat, depending on where he is. And they're going to have to run him down. And he is not going to stop running. I think by my standards, if you're looking for a price that a horse, I think he's the one horse that gets overlooked in here. And I think you might get 10, 12, 15 to 1. And, and that's your that's your price play in here. That's my, I'm very, I have good conviction. Authentic is running top three at 6 to 1. There's right. no doubt. Okay, I'm going to take, I'll take by my standards versus authentic. You want to do that? One dollar sounds like a side bet. Yeah. One dollar, yeah. All right, listen. I have we have to thank uh Ryan Flanders, Benny South Street for coming on the show today. We love your Twitter handle, uh, love trip note, trip note, trip note pros. Um, I said it right this Got time. It. Go yeah. and order your Breeders' Cup starting tomorrow. Get your Breeders' Cup trip notes. You'll find tons of information. Euros in there too, uh, Ryan. Yep, we got replays for all the euros. Okay, we got replays for the euros. It, it's well worth the twenty five bucks. You will you will make more than that if you go and and download this and use them uh, more often. I'm sure they'll have them for Del Mar and for the upcoming uh, some of the Midwest meets. So Ryan Flanders, thank you so much, Michelle. Best of luck. Uh, I'm on a plane Thursday. I will be at the Breeders' Cup. We will do a whole recap next week. We'll try to I get a winning owner. I hope you're going to bring me a nice gift back. What would you like? I want a vest. That has the Keeneland logo with the that says Breeders' Cup on the a pocket. Keeneland logo vest, Breeders' mm-hmm. Cup Keeneland logo vest. You got it. Yep. That's yours. Size That's my medium. gift to you. Size medium. Are you sure medium? <laughs> you don't want small? Yeah. No, no, no. My boobs are too big for that. Okay. Well, you said that. I didn't. And uh, just so you guys know, I am no longer a medium. <laughs> Uh, I am now extra, extra, extra large. So uh, everybody, uh, thanks to our sponsors, TaylorMade. Delmar, Santa Anita. This has been a great show. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you guys go to the Breeders' Cup and make some money. Don't use my picks. Listen to our experts, Ryan, Michelle, Bill Starkey, for coming on earlier. Really appreciate him spending the time. And enjoy what should be an amazing, amazing weekend. Go Red King. Go Red King. Michelle, where's your bye? Bye. All right. Thanks, guys. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Daddy Longlegs, Scat Daddy's only proven son at stud in North America. Crowned champion freshman sire in Chile, Daddy Longlegs has already sired three graded stakes winners from his first two crops of runners, including a champion two-year-old colt. A talented runner himself who won multiple graded stakes on multiple surfaces. He's passing that versatility onto his progeny with stakes winners on dirt and turf. Daddy Longlegs, a tailor-made stallion. Call today to book.